Hare Krishna everyone, Hare Krishna, welcome back to Shravanam Diaries Podcast, I'm your host Sulalita Devidasi and today, finally today, we are starting the next book in our list and that is Bhagavad Gita as it is. It was originally spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself to Arjuna and uh, it is translated and commented by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So without further ado, setting the scene. So, although widely published and read by itself, Bhagavad Gita originally appears as an episode in the Mahabharata, the epic Sanskrit history of the ancient world. The Mahabharata tells of events leading up to the present age of Kali. It was at the beginning of this age, some 50 centuries ago, that Lord Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita to his friend and devotee Arjuna. Their discourse, one of the greatest philosophical and religious dialogues known to man, took place just before the onset of war, a great fratricidal, fratricidal conflict between the hundred sons of Dhritarashtra and on the opposite side their cousins the Pandavas, or sons of Pandu. Dhritarashtra and Pandu were brothers, born in the Kuru dynasty, descending from King Bharat, a former ruler of the earth, from whom the name Mahabharat derives. Because Dhritarashtra, the elder brother, was born blind, the throne that otherwise would have been his was passed down to the younger brother Pandu. When Pandu died at an early age, his five children, Yudhishthir, Bhima, Arjun, Nakul, and Sahadeva, came under the care of Dhritarashtra, who in effect became for the time being the king. Thus, the sons of Dhritarashtra and those of Pandu grew up in the same royal household. Both were trained in the military arts by the expert Drona and counseled by the revered grandfather of the clan, Bhishma. Yet the sons of Dhritarashtra, especially the eldest, Duryodhan, hated and envied the Pandavas, and the blind and weak-minded Dhritarashtra wanted his own sons not those of Pandu, to inherit the kingdom. Thus Duryodhana, with Dhritarashtra's consent, plotted to kill the young sons of Pandu, and it was only by the careful protection of their uncle, Vidura, and their cousin, Lord Krishna, that the Pandavas escaped the many attempts against their lives. Now. Lord Krishna was not an ordinary man, but the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself, 
who has descended to earth and was playing the role of a prince in a contemporary dynasty. In this role, he was also the nephew of Pandu's wife, Kunti, or Pritha, the mother of the Pandavas. So, both as a relative and as the eternal upholder of religion, Krishna favored the righteous sons of Pandu and protected them. Ultimately, however, the clever Duryodhana challenged the Pandavas to a gambling match. In the course of that fateful tournament, Duryodhana and his brothers took possession of Draupadi, the chaste and devoted wife of the Pandavas, and insultingly tried to strip her naked before the entire assembly of princes and kings. Krishna's divine intervention saved her, but the gambling, which was rigged, cheated, the Pandavas cheated the Pandavas of their kingdom and forced them into 13 years of exile. Upon returning from exile, the Pandavas rightfully requested their kingdom from Duryodhan, who bluntly refused to yield it. Duty-bound as princes to serve in public administration, the five Pandavas reduced their request to a mere five villages. But Duryodhana arrogantly replied that he wouldn't spare them enough land into which to drive a pin. Throughout all this, the Pandavas had been consistently tolerant and forbearing, but now war seemed inevitable. Nonetheless, as the princes of the world divided, some siding with the sons of Dhritarashtra, others with the Pandavas, Krishna himself took the role of messenger for the sons of Pandu and went to the court of Dhritarashtra to plead for peace. When his pleas was, were refused, war was now certain. The Pandavas, men of the highest moral stature, recognized Krishna to be the supreme personality of Godhead, whereas the impious sons of Dhritarashtra did not. Yet Krishna offered to enter the war according to the desire of the antagonists. Krishna offered. As God, he would not personally fight, but whoever so desired might avail himself of Krishna's army, and the other side could have Krishna himself as an advisor and helper. Duryodhan, the political genius, snatched at Krishna's armed forces, while the Pandavas were equally eager to have Krishna himself. In this way Krishna became the charioteer of Arjuna, taking it upon himself to drive the fabled Bowman's chariot. This brings us to the point at which Bhagavad Gita begins with the two armies arrayed ready for combat 
and Dhritarashtra anxiously inquiring of his secretary Sanjaya, what did they do? The scene is set. With only the need for a brief note regarding this translation and commentary. The general pattern translators have followed in rendering Bhagavad Gita into English has been to brush aside the person, Krishna, to make room for their own concepts and philosophies. The history of the Mahabharat is taken as quaint mythology and Krishna becomes a poetic device for presenting the ideas of some anonymous genius or at best he becomes a minor historical personage but the person Krishna is both the goal and the substance of Bhagavad Gita so far as the Gita speaks of itself this translation then and the commentary that accompanies it propose to direct the reader to Krishna rather than away from him. The Bhagavad Gita thus becomes wholly consistent and comprehensible. Since Krishna is the speaker of the Bhagavad Gita and its ultimate goal as well, the Bhagavad Gita as it is presents this great scripture in its own true terms. The publishers. Yeah, we're going to stop here for today. No, we're going to read the dedication actually. So this book is dedicated to Srila Baladeva Vidyabhushan, who presented so nicely the Govinda Bhashya commentary on Vedanta Sutra. have completed setting the scene of the book and tomorrow we shall read the preface by his divine grace Srila Prabhupada that he wrote on 12th May 1971 in Sydney Australia so yes thank you so much for tuning in today the link to this book is in the no wait. the link to this book will appear next week <laughs> actually right now we are present in Puri for Parikramas. That's why yesterday we couldn't upload the episode. But we are going to catch up soon. Yes, so we shall see you tomorrow. Merry Krishna.